Faith Forged Fathers is a podcast focused on navigating fatherhood and growing what God has called us to be as fathers. My name is Matthew Green. I'm a father of two young sons, and the mission of this podcast is to provide a wide array of experiences, perspectives through interviewing guests from all stages of fatherhood. My hope is that we'll all learn together, gain encouragement and wisdom along the way. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this episode of Faith Forge Fathers. Today I have with me Tim Holt. Uh, Tim has been a key part of creating actually hours and hours of really memorable moments and laughs for my family over the last couple of years. Uh, So very privileged to have him on as a guest. He's one of the editors of Do Perfect. Uh, Really excited to have him on tonight. Uh, I think he's going to be a fun guest and a wealth of knowledge and uh, welcome to the podcast, Tim. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. This is going to be super fun and uh, it's an honor to, to get to chat with you. Yeah, well, uh, just to kind of get things kicked off, I'd love to get to know more about you. Just kind of learn, kind of what is your what's your path to faith look like? What's your what's your story? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I was born in um, the Dallas, Texas area uh, to two awesome parents. They're still together. It's a super super big blessing for sure. Um, and they uh, grew up uh, in the church, and so I grew up going to church every Sunday. You know, twice on Sundays, once on Wednesday nights. Um, so very much grew up in the church, but early on for me, it was very much just like, it was my parents' faith, you know, it was just their faith. And I kind of just was along for the ride, so to speak. Um, and so when I, I think kind of hit middle school, you know, I started to understand a little bit more of like, you know, who Jesus was, um, what the Bible was actually, you know, teaching. Um, but I think I just grasped just the just the very basics of it, um, you know, saved by grace through faith. It's nothing we can do on our own, um, but truly just putting our trust in Jesus is, is the way to, you know, to eternal life and to, to heaven. Um, and so became, or, you know, professed my faith in Jesus, got baptized when I was in seventh grade, but never really like understood the personal relationship with Jesus. Um, so, you know, I became a believer, but didn't really like, um, you know, start a regular relationship where I'm walking with him daily, so to speak at that age. So then, you know, went into high school, still going to all the church events and, and whatnot, but definitely gave into a lot of things of the world. You know, the world had to offer so many things that caught my eye. I was big into sports growing up, played hockey for years and years. And that was for sure what I put my identity in in high school was, you know, I was playing on two teams. I was on the ice five to six times a week. It was just like, that was my life. Um, and then, you know, finished high school was hoping to play past high school, um, you know, at a, at a higher level. And that dream was, was just didn't happen. I mean, I'm five, six and <laughs> barely weigh a, a buck 40. So that was definitely not happening. You, um, you got me covered. Cause I'm five, five, <laughs> I'm five, five in boots, man. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Um, but anyhow, so that, that idol in my life was quickly removed. Um, I, I personally feel by God. So I went to college, you know, and just felt kind of lost, honestly, because I had, you know, grown up with, uh, you know, going to church, but then going to college, not number one, having hockey and not number two, having my church community. I just felt very isolated. Um, and, ended up just kind of not really like partying a ton, but just like kind of walked away from a little bit of my faith. Um, 
and then eventually just got uh, connected with a really, really solid group of guys that were uh, were in the word daily, were really living out what I now know as, as true biblical community. Um, and so they invited me, hey, come come to our life group, come to our men's Bible study. Um, and that was the first time I really experienced like, you know, confession of sin, um, you know, accountability with other guys. And so that was when my faith really kind of took off. And I was like, hey, I want to have a personal relationship with Jesus and, you know, started trying to read my read my Bible more, um, you know, let other guys know in my life, like what I was going through, the sin struggles that were in my life. Um, and that was, that was kind of really where my faith, so to speak, took off. Um, and so definitely idolized, uh, while I was in college, like idolized relationships. I always wanted to be married, you know, um, that was definitely a a, a struggle for me. Um, and then, but never really had any long-term relationships whatsoever. And I didn't really date much. Um, and then went to, uh, or graduated college, moved back to the Dallas area and got plugged into a a church, uh, down here, Watermark Community Church. They have a really well-known young adults ministry called The Porch. Um, and you know, it's on Tuesday nights, like now I think thousands of young adults come every Tuesday night and, um, you know, there's a message like a mini church service, but really tailored towards young adults. And so I got plugged in there and actually started serving uh, with the porch, um, on their video team and just met some awesome people and, uh, really got to, you know, experience sharing my testimony for the first time, like talking to people about faith and then, uh, met my future wife there, which was awesome. Um, so she was also serving at the porch at the time. And we, at the same time also had to, uh, my uh, a coworker of mine and then a great personal friend of hers were trying to set us up behind the scenes um so it was kind of it kind of happened naturally like we met technically at the porch unprompted but we had heard about each other for a, for a long time um anyhow so started uh dating her we dated for i think like 13 months or so um and then got married uh and we've been married for almost five years now, which is which has been just the best. Um, and we have uh, one daughter, and it's just it's it's been so much fun, and it's been a, a wild transition into you know marriage and fatherhood, and seeing what faith looks like in those two very different life stages from being like a single guy for the majority of my life. Um, and I'm still learning. <laughs> I have I have made so many countless mistakes, um, but it's been just a privilege to, uh, you know, to have, uh, a spouse who's like so heavily devoted to Jesus. And that's a big priority for us in our marriage. And and obviously as we're raising our kids, um, we want that to be a, a huge priority. So I rambled a little bit there, but no, uh, that, that's that great. Was most <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I think kind of one thing I'm kind of interested to kind of hear your perspective on, you said, you know, kind of that going from single to married to dad and like what yeah. the, the different kind of um, perspectives or maybe on your faith or mm-hmm. the just maybe the different roles kind of like what, how did that, I guess, what did that look like uh, for you? Like what were those kind of pivotal changes? Yeah. I, I felt like it'd be like, the weight, like it just gets weightier. Oh, sure. you know? So yeah, I'm kind definitely. of curious what your perspective was. Yeah, I think as a single guy, you just have so much freedom. You know, you have so much different opportunity to really just dedicate all your time to 
essentially whatever you want, but specifically in the faith sphere, like serving, like that was a huge thing that I, um, did a ton of when, when I was a single guy, cause I had a ton of time and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a family that I was coming home to, um, you know, I kids that I wanted to spend time with in the evening. So it definitely like, that's probably, it, I, my wife and I still serve at our church, but it looks very different. You know, it's not weekly every night or multiple times a week. Um, and so, and obviously I think, you know, I had a lot more time for like one-on-one -on -one guy relationships. Um, you know, like, like our community group through, uh, our church was set up to where sing like singled groups were all guys, um, and just guys. And then, you know, girls with girls and whatever, and then married groups were couples together. So in a singles men's group, like, I mean, it was just, it was awesome to get to, you know, go really deep with some of these guys. Again, referencing what I said earlier, like accountability is just so huge on, Hey, what are the sin struggles you're, you're going through, you know? Um, and I still have that now with some of the guys in our, in our married group, but it's just different. Like our, our priorities shift, um, you know, and I think that was the, one of the big things is as I was starting to, you know, as I was dating my, my wife or dating my, you know, now wife, um, my focus like started to shift on like, how can I lovingly serve this woman that I want to spend my life with, you know, honor her and, you know, uh, obviously physically, of course, but honor her and, you know, how I speak to her, honor her and how I speak to others so that, you know, my reputation is, uh, you know, a man of honor and a man that tries to follow the word. Um, and so as, you know, then we obviously got married and now, you know, I think Paul talks about it in, I can't remember which uh, book it's in, but it's like, you know, he says a single man is, is his first concern is, you know, how, how can he serve the Lord? Whereas like a married man is his first concern is how can he serve his spouse, his wife? Um, and that's very true. Like very much early, like right after I got married, I think my focus shifted on, okay, I really have to grow in loving my spouse. And that was something that I, I mean, it took me a while to really like, and I'm still learning it. I'm not in any means saying that, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it took me a little, some time to truly understand, okay, now my, my first priority is my spouse and it's not, you know, getting to go and hang out with my guy, you know, my guy friends once or twice a week, or, you know, it's not getting to go to a sporting event, you know, whenever I want, or, you know, it's more like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta loving you lovingly and, um, intentionally serve my spouse. Um, and so, you know, then transitioning even into like becoming a dad, it's just like, man, it's totally a whole new realm. Like, I feel like the, the transition between single, and I'm curious if you would say the same, but the, the transition between like single guy and married guy is a much easier transition than uh, married man to father. Um, like, it's just, it's a whole new level of weight and responsibility and just absolutely the best part of, you know, um, life right now for sure is getting to be a dad. Um, but you know, how I live out my faith is so much more important now because I have a little one that is, you know, very observant <laughs> and, uh, you know, watching every little thing that I do and 
I still don't do a perfect job of, you know, really living out my faith for my daughter. And that's something that I want to grow in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, my daughter's pretty young, so it's, it's still, I'm still very new into the, into the fatherhood, fatherhood journey. Um, but it's been super fun and obviously God's done some amazing things, uh, you know, in, in my life and becoming a dad has really brought some of those out. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you on that, that shift because like, obviously we're called to, to lead our spouse, but mm-hmm. we're, they're still like a very, um, independent, high functioning, like self, like they don't need, you know, the, all the basic, obviously things that come with raising a kid, but it's like, oh, also yeah. like you have to shepherd them through so much. And it just, I, that's where I think the weight that kind of, I felt like when I, when I had my, my oldest originally, I was just kind of like, I remember just like looking, just like holding him and looking at him. Like, like I have so much like responsibility to, oh, to you of like to make sure that I, I lead you properly. All right. And it's, you know, I, I try to ask myself frequently, like if my son grew up to be just like me right now, like, would I be like happy with that? And like, so often I find myself saying like, no, like I don't, I don't like, but then it's like, okay, well, how do I reconcile between like th- that? What's, where's the gap between me being able to say like, yes, like, I would be happy to uh, that if my son turned into who I am because like I know mm-hmm. myself and I know my thoughts and I know my actions and I know where I fall short and like to, to know to be to feel so imperfect to know you're imperfect and you know sinful yet I, I'm trying to raise this little beautiful innocent you know child is is tough and so yeah. uh, but one thing I think is cool that it, it seems like both in college and even at the porch is like the importance of community, you know, and mm-hmm. how that's played a part uh, in your faith. Um, so is that, you know, something that would be something you'd highly encourage, like, you know, people to, to really look into as a, as a mechanism to, to grow uh, in their faith? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think looking back at my life, the, the moments where I grew the most in my faith were, without a doubt, the moments that I was the most plugged into a community. And I think when we are isolated, that's, that's giving Satan a foothold. And that's when it becomes extremely difficult to uh, prioritize your faith, to actually live out the callings of scripture. And um, community has been such a vital part of, of my faith journey. And it would for sure be something that I would highly encourage every believer, every dad to, uh, you know, to try and be in community with other, with other believers. I think at the end of the day, like God made us to be, you know, in relationship with other people. Like he made us to live in community. Um, and that, that comes straight, straight from scripture. And so I think, um, living that out is only going to be a positive thing on your life as a whole, but especially in your in your life as, you know, somebody who's trying to grow in their faith and walk with Jesus. Um, I think for sure it is like, it's just invaluable. Like it's, it's for sure been, um, a huge part of my, my faith journey the last several years. No, oh, I love that. 
this is a bit of a uh, a bit of a pivot, but something I'm really interested to learn more about you. Uh, and I kind of alluded to it. I think one thing that I've always found really cool about you and following you is how diverse your your interests are. And you seem like you're someone who's really good at everything that you do. Um, <laughs> and so obviously, like you're an incredibly talented creative, but then you're a like a hockey player. You rock climb. You're a sports like you know, avid sports fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that's a really unique, just kind of like scope of interests. Like, how did you come to like, I guess, find interest in so many things and kind of cultivate that? Was that something from like childhood? Is that something your parents just kind of like, did they proactively just get you plugged into a bunch of things? Is that something that you've just kind of developed over time? Yeah, good question. Um, man, I think it comes a little bit from my upbringing of my, my dad is very much a, like, he's always doing something. He's always got a project he's working on. He's a really good, like craftsman and, you know, um, woodworker and, you know, he can do just so many incredible projects. So for him, it's, it expresses himself in projects, but he also is like a scratch golfer. So he loves to go out and play golf. And so I guess for me, I certainly love, you know, I grew up playing hockey, like I mentioned. So, I love just sports in general and, you know, competing and watching sports now is kind of how I let that, um, you know, I vicariously live through these athletes <laughs> that are, you know, playing on the TV and whatever. But um, so I obviously love watching sports. I think just the, the competition and the fun, you know, the rivalries and sports is obviously really fun. It's something I grew up with. So definitely something that I still enjoy doing, um, watching and partaking in. And then as of like, you know, my hobbies, I think obviously now being a creator and uh, a video editor for, for DP is, takes up a ton of my time. Um, and I love it. Obviously it's, it's so much fun. Um, but I just, I love, I've always loved making videos like that. That really became one of my hobbies when I was in high school and it was always just casual. Like my, uh, my brother got this little or my brother went to a, a golf lesson and his golf coach had this little point and shoot tiny camera, but it shot like super slow motion. And I had never seen anything like that before. And I was like, that is so cool. I want one of those so bad. And so my, my parents ended up, you know, getting me this, this, that camera It was like so tiny and the quality was so bad, but I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that's kind of where my, my passion for, for videography started. Um, and then when I went to college, you know, was really trying to, um, find that new community, you know? And so I was, I was meeting some friends and, you know, a few friends were into making films. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go make a bunch of films with them. And then a few of my friends were really into, uh, you know, intramurals. And so I played intramurals. And so I just really tried to, you know, experience a lot of different things, uh, while I was in college. And I think I kind of maybe just carried some of those habits into, you know, adulthood. And I, I've always loved, just being active. Um, now lately, uh, my brother got me into rock climbing a few years back and I don't do it as much now, but I miss it. It's one of my favorite hobbies for sure. And mountain biking as well. I also just love being outside. Um, yeah, just kind of, I love to do it all. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it sounds silly, but, um, I really just enjoy, uh, being active and then also getting to, to be creative too is, is, is really fun. Um, so I, I feel very blessed to have, all these, you know, passions and hobbies that the Lord has let me, you know, exercise in many different ways. So 
I feel super, super blessed by that. It's kind of cool, like full circle too, how a a hobby that was a passion kind of led you to like a way that you were able to serve, right? Like it wasn't, you know, may not be like the first thing people think of and like, oh, like, how am I going to get plugged in? Like, you're like, I'm going to go to the porch and I'm going to work on their video team. Like a hobby Mm -hmm. turned into a way that you got plugged in at church, which led to so many other, you know, really amazing things. I think that's a pretty cool kind of full circle thing. So like getting to see like some of the benefits of like experiencing a lot of different things. Is that like an, a, an approach you think you guys will take with like uh, whether that's, you know, with your, as your kiddos get older, making sure that they're mm-hmm. getting like exposure to the various things. Like we're doing that with like piano and soccer and trying to like yeah. keep the aperture wide. Like, mm-hmm. is that, you know, something that you're going to kind of, take your experience and and try to layer that into parenthood? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great question. I think because uh, our daughter's pretty young, I I don't know if we've really like thought too, too much into that, but I know both myself and my wife, like really enjoyed a lot of different things about each of our separate upbringings. Um, My wife grew up in a, in a smaller town, much smaller school environment. I grew up in a, little bit of a bigger suburb, huge school environment. Um, so very, very different upbringings for both me and my wife. And so there's certain things that I loved that, you know, I got to take part of, you know, playing in playing sports, you know, growing up. And then, uh, my wife also played sports growing up, but the, the environment is so different now, like where so many kids, like you kind of have to choose one sport if you want to like really try and you know, excel in that one thing, or you, you let them play everything and you just kind of let them have fun. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really know where, where we're going to fall on that line. I think for us, it's going to be really important to just kind of let them share their passions and their excitement with, with us as they kind of develop, you know, we, um, we let our daughter do this little soccer camp for, you know, for really, really young kiddos. And it was, it was adorable. (laughs) And, um, I think, I think she had a blast, but at the same time, I don't know if that's going to be like her go-to sport, but, but she loved it. And we obviously loved getting to see her, her do that. And, um, um, and she's, she's doing several other, you know, different, uh, activities right now. Um, that she's like really starting to find enjoyment in. So we definitely want to, you know, try and give her as many experiences as possible. Um, but I think for us, I, I certainly, we don't want to be the parents that kind of like, are like, you should, you know, really do this, like, you know, or for, for X, Y, Z reason. I know I feel, I'm curious to see, you know, if the Lord blesses us with, with a son someday, I'm really curious to see how my instinct will kick in as like, you know, my athletic experience as a kid and see if, you know, I'll want him to play hockey because I, that was just my go-to sport. Like I would obviously get, you know, that would make me so happy if he wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, like it's his choice. It would be his choice if, if the Lord blesses us with a, with a son. Um, and that's not something that I want to force him into, you know? So, so I don't know. I think that's, that's definitely something that I'm going to have to think deeper on and, and see where my wife stands on that too. (laughs) So I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. So 
like I have two boys and I will say like when it comes to sports, so I grew up racing motocross and so I got dirt oh, bikes. Wow, that's like, awesome. Like, it was my thing. Sick. But like now, like I actually think I'm, I'm pretty, I think risk of, I went through some serious injuries and my wife, it, we're both kind of like, eh. but yeah. over time I'm like, man, like seeing my boy on a bike would be like one of the coolest things in the world. <laughs> sure. So like, I'm sure like you, you're sure. watching Watching your kiddo lace up some skates, it'd probably be like, oh, the, it would, it would be surreal. Yeah, it's, it would be absolutely surreal. Uh, and it's definitely one of those like, I think like the, the competitive instinct of like wanting, you know, like your kids to to just like excel in sports, like something like I have to curb big time. Oh, like, we'll for be sure. like watching like That'll Premier League soccer. Like you know, my son loves watching Premier League. So he's also a huge Burnley fan now. I wonder why. Right? He, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So he, loves, he, he loves Chelsea, but he's like, well, you know, can I get like a, can we buy a, like, a Chelsea jersey that's half Burnley, half Chelsea? And I'm like, I don't think, <laughs> that, I don't think that exists, man. Um, but uh, so he's like always watching like Premier League and like, like checking them out. Like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, oh, well. How do you think they, they get there, man? They practice a bunch yeah. out, out in the backyard, you know, kicking yeah, absolutely. Ball, so. yeah. But it's 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 a lot of fun to kind of cultivate that. But so in terms of it sounds like, you know, for a big chunk of your faith journey, like I know we kind of hit on a bunch, like community was a big piece. Like what's mm. that look like? I know you said you're in community now, but like maybe from like a like a personal day to day standpoint, kind of what is um like growing in your faith look like is it and do you have do you carve out time uh during your day for for scripture like kind of what what does that growth look like for you now yeah absolutely i think right now i'm i haven't been in the best rhythm of uh getting in the word in the mornings i think for me mornings is the best time uh for me to get in the word but um because when i get home i'm just i end up being so tired and i want to spend time with uh, my daughter before she goes to sleep. And then I want to talk to my wife because I didn't talk to her when, when I got home because I was talking to my daughter, you know, um, who's very, you know, just daddy, 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 you know, which is the best thing ever. But um, all that to say, I think I'm still learning on what's what's the best rhythm for me to to get in the word. I think just being transparent and just kind of being uh, open about this. I I wish I was a little bit better about consistently being in the word because i think when i look back also on my on my recent faith journey over the past year like the stretches where i've been in the word consistently week after week after week um i i feel the best i feel the the closest to the lord and i also feel just like at peace with with a lot of what you know the world brings is you know just chaos and especially at at DP is just that we're constantly doing different projects and so many projects and it can be, it can be really stressful and we're all sinners, you know, I mean, it's a great group of guys and I feel super blessed to, to get to work with them, but nobody's perfect up there. And there's some, you know, occasionally conflict comes up and we have to work through that. And uh, when I'm not in the word, I think that really weighs on me a little bit more. And so this is kind of a good, checks and balances for me to, to really step it back up and, and get that consistent time. But for me, generally it is, it is in the mornings when I, when I try and get in the word and then also just kind of touching base with the, with the guys in my community group in my, in my couples group. Um, we have a, a text with just the guys and, you know, trying to 
you know, put text in that thread saying, hey, how's everyone doing? What did you guys read in the word this morning? Or just even sharing like, hey, here's what I read. Here's what, you know, I kind of took away from it. Um, and I definitely want to continue to do that more. I think in this life stage, all the guys in our group have really young kids. And so it's just kind of hard to to keep a regular flow of communication throughout the week. And it's also something where, like I know I personally am trying to spend a little bit less time on my phone because I want to be more present in in the environment that I'm in. And I think I, I can grow a lot in that specific area. So it's still important to connect with people, um, especially the guys in your community or the people in your community. But I think it's also important to, you know, get a break from, from technology too. But, um, but I also like, I really love, you know, worship music and just listening to, you know, podcasts or sermons on my way to work. Um, that's another way that I try and, you know, I guess center myself, uh, with the Lord before I actually step into the crazy work environment or before I, you know, come home from a crazy work environment, try and kind of calm myself before I get home. Yeah. Decompress. And then before I come home and spend time with my family. Um, and that, again, I, I, I can do better in that, in that area too, but yeah, that was that was a little bit of a rambling answer. Not at all. Yeah, there was I I can resonate I resonate very highly with you. Like I'm like spotty at best when it comes to being like in the word regularly. Like mm-hmm. um and but there I there was a verse that I came across I'm pulling it up, so it's apologies I'm over here on the side. But um it's in James and it's where is it? If I can't find it, I I, I know it will have to paraphrase it, but it's yeah. like, it, it's uh, drawn, like draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that, and it's, I think it, it highlighting like us making that first step of wanting, of wanting to, to draw near mm-hmm. and like the depth of our relationship with God is kind of in our hands of like how much we, and so to like what, just what you said, like when you are being consistent, you feel that peace and you feel that nearness. And cause it's yeah. like, I, I'm very much the same yet. It's funny that like, even, even in knowing that and feeling it and experiencing it, I still find myself mm-hmm. being inconsistent. Um, oh yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's super tough, but, um, yeah. so I, I love that you guys have a group tech. I have a group text with my, my, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fellow husbands in my, my community group too. Do you guys still meet like in person regularly or are you guys mainly? Yeah. So we, we do, uh, we do every other week as a full community group and the guys meet for coffee on Friday mornings at like six 30, uh, before work. Um, so that's been, that's been a great, and that's, we've started that actually pretty recently, only maybe a little over a month, month and a half ago. Um, so that's been awesome to, to get some time with those guys just in the mornings um, just to, you know, talk about our week, obviously. And really just that, that time is especially great for accountability and just, Hey, you know, this is, these are some, some things that I'm struggling with, or, you know, my wife and I had conflict this week on X, you know, let's talk through that. What does scripture say about that? How can I, you know, own my faults and, and, you know, confess that to to you guys and also to my spouse and you know you know pursue forgiveness and uh, repentance on on the areas where we fall flat so 
that's kind of what it looks like for us. Um, but yeah, we, we have like our full group with all the wives come over and, uh, and the husbands and wives, all couples come over and we do a big full group at least once, once a month, usually about twice a month, um, have everyone over and it's great. We just kind of open the word and, you know, read a little bit of scripture and then spend some time in prayer. And, um, it's been, it's been super awesome. It's been huge. No, I, I, I think that structured, yeah y'all getting coffee sounds so did you guys did y'all know each other like before forming the group or have y'all kind of gone through the full um norming forming storming as a yeah like, getting comfortable <laughs> with each other and like yeah for sure you know, kind of what, what was so we what was i didn't know out? yeah i didn't know any of these guys uh in our group for for this specific group um my wife knew uh one of the other uh, wives in the group pretty well. She grew up, uh, they went to the same high school at the same time. So they knew, they knew of each other pretty well. They weren't like, you know, super, super close in high school, but they definitely were, were friends and they knew of each other. And so they hit it off pretty quickly, um, which was great and super awesome. And then, you know, me and the other guys have just been kind of getting to know each other slowly, but surely. And it's definitely kind of a hard process, you know, meeting new people is obviously, a challenge in itself, especially now in today's age, it's just very different. I feel like these interpersonal connections are, are a little bit harder to form. Um, and, uh, it takes effort. That's, that's what, you know, I tell the guys in my group and tell other people that are looking for community is it really just takes effort. Like you have to put in effort in order to build new relationships and it's extremely worth it. Like it is so worth it to, to put in the time and to, you know, it takes, you know, sometimes even months to, to really feel like a connection with someone to a point where you can then, you know, Hey, let me open up and, you know, share this specific sin struggle that I'm going through or this, you know, challenge or something and this life circumstances coming my way. And I really need some advice, you know, being willing to, uh, ask the guys or the people in your community, that kind of stuff takes time to get to that comfort level. But that's, that's, I, I feel like where we're really living out, you know, the calling of scripture to, um, to live with one another and to be accountable to one another and to encourage one another and to lift each other up. Um, and so that's just, it takes effort, but it's so worth it. And, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly. I lost my train of thought, but no, I mean, I think um, yeah. <laughs> our experience. So we we had to go through like several attempts, like to get into this small mm. group. So, so we go yeah. to. Yeah. So I'm in San Antonio, so I'm just down yeah. 35 from you. Um, yeah. yeah, we go to a pretty large church here, and so it was like getting plugged into a group was was super challenging. And then like they revamped the small groups process, and we got in, and the schedule didn't work out. And then like, okay, I guess we got to try it again. So it can be. Yeah, like exhausting to kind of find your mm -hmm. group and you get into a group and our church is very much like hey there's like kind of like four phases you're gonna go through here like the beginning it's gonna feel fresh and exciting and everybody's gonna mm -hmm. like you know things stay kind of surface level and then like you get a little bit deeper and then maybe you find out like hey like we disagree on some stuff here and then there's like the conflict kind of navigation and then you finally kind of get through that honeymoon phase to like okay mm -hmm. we can have real conversations now and kind of getting to that comfort level where it's like, Hey, you know, you maybe you're sharing like, 
really kind of trivial things about your week. And then it gets to a mm-hmm. point where like you need someone because like, do you, like you said earlier, like being in isolation is like one of the worst places you can be and thinking like, Oh, I have the power to do this on my own. I can, I'll navigate this by myself. And then that, you know, you're just, you're that one sheep that's wandered off. That's like the wolf yeah. is just kind of like, you know, licking mm-hmm. its chops over. Um, so it sounds like you guys kind of went through a, you know, that, process of getting to where you're having those really um meaningful accountable conversations so i and i love that to hear kind of like there's accountability it's not just like i'm going to get with this group of guys and share but there mm-hmm. you said like how am i also going to go like repent like maybe possibly like need mm-hmm. to go reconcile with like my, my wife because we butt yeah. like i'm going to come we're going to have like a conversation that's biblically rooted and try to figure out kind of how to navigate this but it doesn't just stay there. There's like that that extra step of going back and making reconciliation. I think is really a really powerful um, piece of that community group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's um, I think ultimately it really is just um, something that will benefit every single person that that tries to live it out. Is you know living with a group of people in community and then. Uh, exercising the you know act of accountability and repentance on you know on the areas that you fall flat um it's definitely easier said than done obviously um and like i said it takes time to get to that point but um it's just so beneficial for uh your faith journey and then also your relationships in that community group like the more that you are uh going through something with a group of people like you're going to naturally grow closer to each other throughout that um which then in turn only makes the group stronger and everyone grows even closer and um it just it's awesome so it definitely takes time and i mean for for our group that we're in right now like we're kind of in those early stages but we've seen um some really awesome moments um and some really humble moments for, for multiple people in the group just kind of being vulnerable and um it's been it's been super cool to to see for sure yeah so i know you mentioned that you're you know just a couple years into to this fatherhood uh mm-hmm. crazy fatherhood journey uh for yeah. maybe like some you know newer dads uh, do you have any kind of like what general advice uh whether that be kind of leading your family um from a faith perspective or just even just practical like yeah uh, yeah absolutely for sure i think the 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 biggest piece of advice that I give to to new dads is is just give yourself a lot of grace. Um, I think uh, I early on I think uh, transparently the the newborn stage for me I think what my wife would say the same thing like for for me specifically um, it was really hard like I I didn't make that transition to being a dad like just automatically like I really wrestled with the, with the new sleep schedule. I also really wrestled with, you know, our daughter had this really great attachment with my wife early on and it took time for that same type of attachment in a different way, obviously being your dad to, to develop for me. And I just found myself like questioning, you know, am I, am I doing something wrong? Like, you know, what can I be doing better? And I think it's just a learning experience for both you as a dad and for your child, like, it's just, it's a, it's not one, one size fits all right off the bat. And so I think just 
give yourself a lot of grace and then also just like be open and be uh humble and just have a lot of communication with your spouse um i think just talking through emotions like what you're feeling um i think i could have done a better job of that um as i was you know whether i was sleep deprived or whether i was you know frustrated because my daughter wasn't doing x thing that i thought she should be doing when i asked her despite her being like four months old or, or eight <laughs> months old you know i mean who knows yeah. oh, yeah. I was asking, oh man if, yeah if i could golly if i could go back and have like a video feed like just so i could watch myself like parent oh man that would be that would, would be probably so be yeah it'd be hilarious to go back and watch some of the stuff i probably did and said but um but yeah i think you know i'm still figuring it out and I don't have all the answers and I think it's okay to not have all the answers and it's okay to, to be figuring it out for, for a little while. And I mean, we only have one right now. I'm sure if the Lord blesses us with more, more kids. It's going to be a whole new ball game. And I mean, we're so excited for that and uh, it'll be wild, but I'll probably have to tell myself the same thing. Like, Hey, you know, give yourself some grace. Like you don't have to know every little thing. And, uh, you know, it's okay to take it day by day and just kind of go with the flow. Um, but also I think one, one other thing I would say is just to, to cherish every little moment because it goes by so fast as I'm sure, you know, um, it just, I, I feel like we blinked and like, so what feels like so many years have already gone by. Um, and it feels like, you know, she was born yesterday. So I think every, every moment is just so special. Um, and then lastly, I think one of the coolest things, this is more so just a random thing that I experienced when I kind of became a dad was, I remember um, my daughter, she was like super, super young um, and she hadn't quite learned like fully how to crawl yet. And she was like doing tummy time or whatever it was. And she was on her stomach and she was just like, she was like so stuck. She like couldn't move at all. She's just, you know, laying on the ground. And I'm obviously like less than a foot from her, right? Just like kind of watching her and she like kind of starts to cry and get worried because she did like doesn't know how to roll back over. And obviously, you know, I lovingly reach down and kind of gently pick her up and roll her over and she like stops crying. I just had this moment where I was like, man, that is, that is me and how like how the Lord views me in so many situations where I'm just like, I'm screaming, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Life's crazy. And I'm so caught up in my own struggle or moment that I completely forget that God is right there. And he's a loving father that's just like, hey, I, I'm here. If you want help, all you got to do is like ask for it, you know? And so I think it was so wild how that hit me randomly. And I was just like, man, we are we are truly like children in the eyes of the father and how and i see it now like even as like our daughter's getting older like this 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 father relationship is so cool to get to experience like being a dad because i see it in my daughter and then i'm like man that is me how like how god how god views me like that's that's me <laughs> you know running around doing whatever um and so 
I think, I guess kind of circling back to your question, like as a dad, like look for those kind of moments where, you know, you can kind of see a real life example of like, wow, like this is what the relationship between, you know, a father and a child looks like in, you know, X, Y, Z way. And then obviously even more so like our heavenly father is perfect. And obviously we are the exact opposite. We are not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but you know, when we look at the relationship between our heavenly father and us, it just, it, it kind of just blows my mind at how amazing God truly is. And the perfect father that he really is, is, is so special to, um, to think about and also to get to live out as a dad. I think just don't miss those moments on, you know, just thinking about how, what, like, what are the parallels between your relationship with your child and our, you know, heavenly father's relationship with, with us and as, as individuals and as, as children of God. Um, so yeah, I rambled in there, but but yeah, (laughs) that's such a powerful like illustration of like, and even, you know, even when our kids do things that are, you know, against what we've asked them to do, or maybe things like the, the level of unconditional love that you still feel towards them, even when they're acting in a way that's not, you know, I, ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. to your point, like God's love for us is so immeasurable and so far beyond what we even feel for our own kids. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Absolutely. So, man, did that I example that. with your daughter, that that's super special. And then even like kind of building on your like cherish the little moments. Like one thing I, mm-hmm. You you never realize something is the last time until oh, like sure. sometime in the future, and then you look back yeah. and you're like, "Hey, like they haven't done that thing," and like, I didn't realize that was gonna be the last time I ever heard that or <laughs> yeah. saw that. Or, yeah, like I one thing I I I started doing a couple years ago, which I, I encourage any any dad to do is like, so kids inevitably will say things wrong but it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I have a note in my phone with all the things my son said, like mispronounced and said incorrectly, That's just incredible. because one day I know he's going to pronounce everything uh-huh. properly and I'm going to miss yeah. how he said mm-hmm. you know, some random word. And so like, I just oh, yeah. put in, I have a note in my phone now and I read it to him the other day. I'm like, hey, remember when you used to say this word That's like amazing. this? And he's like, I did? Like, yeah. yeah, man. And it was the best. And so. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that hits deep that I feel like my wife and I walk through that exact thing, like every three months, like it's just a new thing. Oh man, she doesn't do this anymore. The first one that really hit us was she would always like, when she was kind of first learning to talk, she would sit, she would like, whenever she wanted to be held, she would come up to us and say, hold you. Because we would say, like, do you want me to hold you, you know, and she didn't understand the me concept yet, obviously. And so she would always say, hold you, hold you, hold you. And then I remember the first time she she came up to, I think it was my wife, and she was like, hold me. And we both looked at each other. No, like, no, it's no, it's supposed <laughs> to be hold you. Hold yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was oh, it was incredible, but also just heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I, I can resonate deeply with with that. Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely keep tabs on those on those little moments, man. Oh, that's for sure. For sure. But, but good stuff, dude. Well, 
Um, man, I really appreciate you you coming on the podcast uh, tonight. This has been a super special conversation. I'm not gonna lie, I've been super. Uh, I was super uh, pumped and giddy about about you coming on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. This no, has I don't been think super fun. Yeah, you you've been a like I said in the beginning, like a pretty pretty key part of a lot of really special Saturday mornings for us. Cool. Um, you know, your work is is uh, cherished by our family. Um, it's uh, it's appreciated, and obviously, just the the wisdom and leadership you have um, in your family with your wife and with your daughter. And I appreciate you sharing your experience with community groups because I, I and I, I'm glad that we spent a good amount of time talking about the importance of them because I think that mm-hmm. isn't an area where at least I, I can look across, you know, some of my pockets of buddies, like pers- me, look at me personally and being like, man, like if I could just get you guys plugged in, like that would be mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I love hearing, um, you know, you know, men like you share the importance of community um, because it, it makes all the difference. And trying not to go through this life alone um, because it's, it's challenging uh, on a solo journey. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a lot harder to, to go through it alone and God doesn't want us to. So that's, that's what we got community for. Yeah, bro. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, Tim. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. If you enjoyed this episode of the Faith Forged Fathers podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Subscribe to the podcast and also head on over to Instagram and follow at Faith Forged Fathers. Thanks again for listening.